0: But that's the second time it's gone off. Never got home, they never got home, they never got, got home, those, those boys. And I said, I want to win the league, but I want to win it better. You can understand that, can't you?
3: Yes. Good lad. So he's almost like having a second captain in the team.
1: Second captain, first captain, whatever. I'm always a sucker for emotional post-match scenes at a sporting event. And when those scenes involve one of our regulars on the Second Captain's Podcast, you can be sure, Murph, that I am hooked right in... I know where this is going. Yeah, on Saturday, Jamie Wall managed Mary if to Fitzgibbon Cup glory against the university, the mighty University of Limerick, derailing UL's plans for three in a row. And afterwards, he shared a long and quite beautiful embrace with one of his backroom team, Podge Collins, former All-Ireland winner with Clare, dual player of great distinction, hurler mm-hmm. of the year nominee, Podge. Is also a first cousin of Jamie's, and the two of them will be on the podcast. The podcast, the podcast, yeah. That's Later really today, yeah. <laughs> welcome to the show. It was a beautiful moment. Bro.
0: It was. It really was. And uh, obviously, I was, um, I was uh, sitting in and watching it, and uh, getting like a little more emotionally involved in than I thought I would. To be honest, <laughs> I mean, short of actually playing in a Fitzgibbon Cup final, I think this is about as emotionally involved as I was ever going to be, um, and having started brilliantly, and they really did start brilliantly, uh, they were real... The, um, UL got a goal late on Garage O'Connor, who's obviously been tearing up trees for the tip senior hurlers in the league so far this year. Got a goal late on the first half, and it just had that feeling where everything kind of... Mary had played so brilliantly, they go in with like a four-point lead when it should have been closer to nine or ten. UL go have a brilliant third quarter, go two points up, and it just looked kind of... It kind of looked like it was nearly over, you know. But to be fair to Podge and Jamie, uh, they moved Shane O'Brien out from full forward out towards the middle. That was a huge moment in the game, kind of swung the game back in their favour actually. And they hang on; they were they hung on. They were fully deserving winners, and all the rest. But it was still up for debate right up until the final puck of the ball. So. No one had any chance to kind of mentally prepare or emotionally prepare yourself for <laughs> for the final whistle because you're just lost in the moment of the whole thing. And then when the final whistle went and we also the um the scene I mean I I see that it's been liked like twenty thousand times on Instagram
1: or whatever. We've we've tweeted it thing.
0: Yeah. Uh and it is it is an amazing, just absolutely amazing uh moment. Uh richly deserved. They would I have mean, been
1: underdogs as well, big underdogs?
0: Well, just look at the sizes of two campuses, really, more so than anything else. I mean, I know Jamie would have spoken to me uh, it, You know, in October, and November, and he was very upbeat about their chances this year. Like, he did actually think uh, right from early on that they would go very close in the Fitzgibbon. But at the same time, you're up against UL, vastly uh, bigger campus. Two, they've already won it back-to-back. Uh, they A pulled small it out bit of snobbery. It. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> that is not Jamie Wall talking about any of his Fitzgibbon Cup opponents. Um, they, UL would have beaten uh, University of Galway, who had a star-studded team again this year as well in the in their semi-final. So I mean, they were. I mean, they were. They would have been seen to be up against it. Uh, I don't think that's how Jamie thought uh, and I'll be interested to hear whether that's how Podge thought but um, yeah I mean it's a David and Goliath story and it is like every time Mary I are in the Fitzgibbon Cup uh, really when you look at the other colleges that are in there UCD, UCC, UL these are all massive, massive universities Yeah well he keeps
1: he's got the slingshot out every year it seems that's the third time that they've won the competition Jamie's been involved, the management team all three occasions
0: all three times manager
1: twice and uh, on the backroom team the first time
0: yeah selector with Damon Cregan in 2016 for their first ever win and um, yeah I mean it is and these are incredibly difficult competitions to win uh, and when you think of the challenges that are presented week on week, I mean, he lost one of his best players, Declan McLaughlin from Galway, who broke his broke a finger, broke a bone in his hand, playing for Galway against Westmead, like in the National League, you know. <laughs> and you're just like, you know, does that kid need to be playing against Westmead? You know, Galway beating them by thirty points or whatever. So there's all this sort of like. Uh, Tooing and froing with Intercounty managers. Like, to be fair, Brian Lowen rested all three of his players last week Adam Hogan, Shane and Jeremy Ryan. I think they were all named to start. None of them actually started for there. Oh, yeah, yeah. um, so, you know, like there, there's give and take there, but you're dealing with uh, young fellows who are going through like this a vast and sometimes completely unconnected to each other set of challenges, you know, moving away from home for the first time, you know, money problems, course problems, the whole lot. So it's it's a very it's a, like it is quite a unique job to be a third level uh, colleges coach. And it ha it does throw up a unique set of challenges to anything else that's in the GA. But it's also like the the quality of hurling is despite the underfoot conditions and the rain that it seems to be every Fitzgibbon Cup game ever played. <laughs> I mean, the quality of hurler on show is just ridiculous. And you look at that twenty seventeen team that uh that Jamie won the Fitzgibbon Cup. With. It's like Aaron Galan, Keane Lynch, all these guys, it's just like massive figures in the game. Uh, so you are dealing with the, a level just below the intercounty scene. So the the standard of hurler is just is huge, but the the
1: the breadth of challenges is also kind of. Unrivaled, Mary Immaculate College, to give Mary I its full name. So oh, sure not again, no. I'm sure both Jamie and Podge are aware that the Immaculate Conception refers to the conception. Should we ask them this? Yeah, we what should. What yeah. it no. yeah. <laughs> The conception of Mary and not of Jesus, In fact we only discovered <laughs> two weeks ago, thanks to our World Service Well, members. now it seems we can't avoid uh, mentioning the like, Immaculate yeah. Conception. Jamie on, on with Pod Collins in a couple of minutes, knocking our new double world champion, Daniel Wiffen, into also ran status on today's pod. Wiffen was named it's best male swam. swimmer. Also swam status. Whiffen was named best male swimmer at the World Championships. Not too surprising after he backed up his 800 metre gold by absolutely decimating the field to win gold in the 1500 metres freestyle yesterday. More than 10 seconds clear of his nearest rival. Literally looks like he's swimming his own race going by. There's one photo in particular that was doing the rounds. Yeah. And it is only him in the frame. Yeah. And a lot of clear water behind him with no other athletes in shot in shot, which you know putting that level of
0: distance between you and your uh, opponents in a world final is pretty pretty outrageous the
1: Olympic champion wasn't competing yeah, and one or two other big names weren't in mm. it the world champion was knocked out in the heats, but still it's a world final field and it looked for a while like he might be on for a world record as well he finished three seconds outside that in the end gotta say feel a bit shortchanged by his post-match comments just by his own usually highly quotable standards. Nah. He says, I had a little bet with my coach about whether I'd set a personal bet, best or not, but that was it. Go out a bit faster than everyone else, be in my own lane, swim my own race, get out ahead, really focus on what I wanted to do. That's fine. It's not quite as bombastic as last year mm. when he talked about how he'd smashed the 800 metre world record without even properly training to do it. I, is, yeah. I don't want him to get less bombastic, the more Success, actual world level success he has. Yeah. I mean, you know. The, you know, like he's, he, he talked a big game and now that
0: he's actually, uh, walking the walk, swimming the swim, he's, he's decided to roll back on the bombastic comments. I mean, it does seem, it seems a little wrong headed to me, On He's got this all wrong.
1: For the first time in this league campaign tomorrow on the World Service, we're going to have Flynn and Murph. The other Murph, that's mm. Michael Murphy. Big Murph reunited, so be sure to be a member to hear that one on secondcaptains.com. Five euro a month plus VAT right now. We're talking hurling.
3: It was totally insane. Jesus Christ, oh my God, it's coming back to me now. Oh my God. What happened? After the game, I came back on the, the metro from the stadium to Nevsky Prospect. It was like basically Russian Arthur's Day. Uh, they're all beating your horns. <laughs> They, like, revved their wrenches. You've got terror of death. You think you're going to die. Lots of people had these balloons of what I assumed was laughing gas. Hippie crack. Raheem Sterling, hippie crack. I'm sorely tempted. I was like, I really should try laughing gas. What happens if I fall over and hit my head? And then I I watched as a girl took a great big... <laughs> out of this balloon. Out right? of yeah. <laughs> this balloon. And so went, uh, And, and I was sort of giggling. And then just eyes rolled back in the head and she just fell backwards like poof. A couple of minutes after that, so sort of, this time a man, probably 30 ish, pitched forward onto his face. I thought, oh my god, I can't believe this stuff just happened again. Smashed down onto the concrete with his chin. He'll never chew normally again. going to be half dead. But in fact, again, he was alright. Old titanium jaw. <laughs> <laughs> what a night! What a city!
1: We have got the Fitzgibbon Cup-winning managerial dream team on the show, Jamie. Congrats! Thanks, Owen. Sound Podge. Well done. Thanks, Owen. We've all been seeing the emotional post-match scenes, Jamie. How nice was that to to share the moment with each other?
2: Ah, uh, yeah, it was. It was unreal. Like it was. I didn't actually know where he was. Um, after the whistle went, I was just staring out at PJ and. Praying to God that Keenan would, would blow it up, and um, <laughs> next thing your man came running up the field doing the shooter McGavin double pistols. <laughs> sort of so um, yeah, it was unreal, it was savage. Like it was just, it was um, like it wasn't expected or anything like that. Like in terms of like I didn't, I didn't quite know where he was or whatever, but it was just um, it was it was great to for in that moment to to you know, to have him there beside you. Uh,
0: what are your exact recollections of that Podge that moment?
4: Um. I don't know. I, like, obviously, we'd high expectations for the team, but when the final whistle goes, and we were talking about this last night, it's rare that the competition is over. Do you know, you're not going on to Munster, you're not going on to All Ireland situation. It's it's an All Ireland medal. It's finished. So uh, to I suppose come out on the right end. It was, I sw- it just pure joy, really. And um, obviously, I was down in the corner flag. I don't know what I was doing, and um, just hope, pray, hoping and praying that we keep him out. And I, I wanted to just get to Jamie as quick as I could, really, because. We probably put a lot. We put a lot of time into it this year, so it was nice to share that moment at the final whistle. Uh,
0: you can probably say it because he won't podge. How good uh, a manager is this fella Anyway,
4: um, he's ex. He's unbelievably. He's unbelievably knowledgeable on how to deal with like people and players. In uh, I just couldn't speak highly enough of him of how he's managed this group. Like some of the stuff just coming off. I suppose I played. I was looking up in the County for a good few years and coming away from that. And get involved in a fits given setup. It's it's like chalk and cheese, like it's a completely different situation. And his understanding of that and his knowledge of that and how to deal with players that are on intercounty panels and club players and lads that it might be their first year playing like at a kind of senior level is just um unbelievable. His his awareness of each person's situation is uh, probably what makes him so special as a manager. And I think that's why the lads respond so well to him.
1: I think tactically as well. We've 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 heard enough from you over the years, Jamie. I think <laughs> you, you know you're hurling. It's fair to say so. It's
4: not uh, nice well, I like it. to but think so show, but, us, um, show
1: us your medals Is what our, our You know Our, our <laughs> listeners might say And you, you can Well,
2: well do you know that. what I haven't got too many of them That's probably why yesterday Was so special Like I um, just saying there Like like we have a kind of phrase That You know at the end of the year Everyone's crying into their pints Bar one Bar one group Like and um, That's probably why why You know like It's it's so it's, it's hard to win a championship Like you know That's why the phrase Show me your medals is there Like it's so hard to actually Win them Like and I think sport Like for most unless you're like you know Ballygunner at the moment or like Man United in the 90s or stuff like that like it's so rare that you actually have prolonged success like so like it's actually you know the, the moments are rare like and you just have to you just have to enjoy them like so um yeah like I said you were saying show me your medals <laughs> that that could be a short conversation I need to or of them
1: you were even in this game. I mean, it was, it, see, it seemed like you're way that made a flying start, conceded a goal before half time, a couple of points behind, late on to the back to back champions going for three in a row. So, you were put through the ringer, it's fair to say, by your players.
2: Yeah, well, look, like in fairness, like they've, like, they've had unbelievable starts all year in every game, nearly like we started well most days. Um. So like that was no surprise. And I suppose, look, we won the toss. We went with the breeze. Um, there was a significant win there, like, and the boys shooting was excellent, did for the, for the first couple of minutes. And then like we hit one wide and the next thing I'd say, we must have hit six or seven, like in a row, like, like we were just, we were like, are just, we were just, we were like that inch or two away from potentially being much further ahead at half time. And we were probably disappointed at half time to have been pegged back a bit, but like equally. Like, look, like they, they, like they were going for three in a row. They had won all their games so far. Like, they were in the final. Like, they had kind of, we'll say they had reeled in UCC and in UIG in the previous two games where, like, they probably were in similar sticky situations. Like, and just that kind of, that know how of having won. Um, it was kind of, it maybe was standing to them, like, but I think, like, Carl Quinn won a free for us, uh, when we were two down. And that was just like, that was, it was, cause it was, he had no right to win the ball day one. The ball was just zipped at him and, like, and he won it and won a free. And it was just, it was unreal. Like, and, um, just things like that, like kind of just turn the tide to turn the tide back again was great. Cause like, I think for like, you know, for none are like bookies underdogs anyway. Like our lads we said, we said to them all week that it wouldn't be a surprise to anyone in the room in that room when we won. But you know, when you're when you've got your start and you've had your lead and then you kind of get pegged back and you even go behind like it'd be so easy to just wilt like but the lads just never did like so that was probably the most that was the most pleasing thing like because like it would have been very pleasing to have kicked on and maybe won by a bit more um, which we kind of felt maybe we we could have like but actually to show that grit in the way they did like it made it it made it very special like
0: Mary I against uh, UL uh, Podge is David against Goliath stuff, really. When you look at the student numbers, you look at—I um, mean, it's not that UL have have won a ton of these, but they would have. This would have been, I think, their tenth title. But they—they they were obviously back-to-back champions. Like, paint us a picture of just how small Mary I is. compar is in comparison to UCC, UCD, UL, the University of Galway. These places, with, with who have huge student numbers.
4: Yeah, well, I, like, Jamie would probably be better to talk about, I suppose, the size of Mary Eye and what an intimate college it is, that it's more like a secondary school, really, than a college. I went to UL myself. But what I would say about it is when you put that Mary Eye team down on paper and we did it at the start of the year, me and Jamie, like, I was very surprised with how, like, how these lads were underdogs throughout the year because of such quality on the sheet. Um, obviously, like, primary teaching, secondary teaching is, it's, it's a job that's conducive, really, to... Being an intercounty player, you've this, you, so you've summers off. You finish work or like whatever, half three or four o'clock. And um, I know you should do lesson plans and everything goes with it. But a lot of intercounty players are, a lot of intercounty players are teachers. So a lot of intercounty players didn't go up to Mary. So we're very fortunate with the group we had. And um, I know like the David and Glyde story, we were complete underdogs by the bookies. But we taught ourselves that we'd every gentleman and me and Jamie definitely did anyway. And that we'd every chance to win the competition at the start of the year with the players we have. Like there's there's unbelievable players on the squad. Um lads with plenty intercounty experience, lads that are going to have massive intercounty careers as well. So, um while like that's what I nearly feel sorry for you well in that sense that it going into the game, like they were such favorites. I don't. Yeah, I'm <laughs> <talking>. <laughs> I say, like, ten years going to sit here about the game. I was playing with UL at the time, and LIT were complete underdogs, and they but they had Tony Kelly, they caught him Mac, they had a few excellent hurlers, and going into yesterday's game, like we had just as good a hurlers as UL. I thought anyway, going into it, I thought we'd every chance of winning it, and I was glad we did. But I didn't think um, UL should have been as favored as they were, and um, so I was delighted.
0: Yeah, you look, uh, Jamie, at the twenty seventeen team, uh, the last uh, Mary Eye team that you that you coached to a uh, Fitzgibbon. You had Keane Lynch, Aaron Galan, Richie English, Darrow Donovan, Ronan Maher, Colum Galvin.
1: Tom Mon, is it fair to say anyone could have managed those guys? <laughs> I, was, oh,
2: I was just going to say, no, of course not. I was but, just going to say, I should, have been, I should have been sacked if it didn't win the fits with that team. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but you do kind of look at those names, you know. Is this year's team going to have that kind of impact on the game nationally? Because I'm trying to put myself basically in you know my in shoes 2017. in 2017 and like yeah. w- you know would I have looked on well Keane Lynch Aaron Galan like these guys you know they can't miss as players because mm. it seems to me that this is kind of a different kind of thing you obviously had Jeremy Ryan you had Shane Meen, like who are uh, obviously have played a good bit with Claire, but maybe not that spread of of big names
2: I, I think like what it is Murph is that like I think Intercounty hurling and like Podge can speak to this probably better than me because he's not too long out of senior Intercounty football and hurling. Um, but I think the age profile is going up slightly. Um, and like guys, like we're not going to see as many fellas breaking in at the slightly younger ages just because the conditioning has gone through the roof. Like, you know, like, I mean, I was saying it there in the car, house, but like I came out this morning, um, to Podge's house, um, a little bit worse for Aaron, but I was saying it to him, um, like they're, they're monsters these days. Like even the young fellas like and like they've and they're only starting into their kind of journey at that thing. Like like a few of them like have kind of giving them pats in the back and stuff yesterday. And I was kind of saying, Jesus Christ, I'm getting a fistful of muscle here in your man's back. Like but like they're um like they're they're slightly like I think senior county players are slightly older now. Like I think they're twenty kind of three, twenty-four, is a lot of guys breaking in now. Whereas maybe back then, like fellas were getting in a small bit younger and that like so it'll 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 remain to be seen, but like I mean, there's guys in our group there that I think have really high ceilings. Like, no, look, like, I, I always hear, like, you know, I think, I think he, I think it's he talk about it sometimes, like, you know, you be talking about young players in, in soccer and stuff, and you'd be saying, like, you know, people make this assumption that, like, just because he's young and good, that he'll only improve. It's like, well, no, like, some fellas, you know, some fellas peak at 23, 24, like, you know, so it's like, like, some fellas, it's not, it's not always a linear path, like, but I do think, like, if a lot of those guys, like, like you mentioned, Dermot and me and then Adam have obviously played a good bit of a senior at the moment, but like Shane O'Brien hasn't played senior yet. Like, and like he's got, like he could do anything. Like he's got the potential mm-hmm. to go and do anything. Carl Quinn in midfield as well. Like these guys, like, you know, you, you never know what young fellas, you never know the way they'll go. Like, but I mean, if these guys were to continue the path that they're on, like in, in two, three years time, like I think they're going to have a huge impact on the game. Like, um, so like, yeah, like I think, like I think you look back to that team now in hindsight and you say, you know, Jesus, like how how couldn't you win a, a competition with them? But to be fair, like probably only it was probably only only Ronan and and uh and Galvin really at that point who had who had were kind of were and Keen, obviously, who were actually playing senior county. like a lot of them guys were were in a similar position to what our lads are now, where they're right on that kind of precipice of, you know, like trying to use these things as a launch pad, really. Like, and that's why, you know, that's that's one of the many things that I love about the competition is like You're never surprised when you see the guys who come through at Senior Intercounty because you've been watching them, you know, step from, we'll say, Harty Cup or Croke Cup up into 20s into Fitzgibbon. And it's like, you know, you're seeing these guys and you're seeing the guys that drop off, but you're also seeing the guys that, that keep improving and keep making it. Like, and that's something that's really, it's really enjoyable to be part of, to be a small part of that journey with some of them, you know, and, and you do your best to try and help them along it. Like, but even to know the other ones in the other colleges and you're saying, like, you know, you're looking at, we'll say, you no, know, for example, Gavin Lee in, in University of Galway, like, like, I'm looking forward to seeing if he makes, makes the jump senior in the next year or two with Galway because I think he's a super player, you know, and it's like, it gives you that kind of knowledge of those players like that. It's, it's, it's really satisfying to have when you're as interested in it and as much of a kind of nerd about it as myself and Podge can be
1: let's talk about the two of you Podge were you you guys are always close growing up yeah
4: yeah yeah our mothers would have been very close so we would have been holidays together we would have visited each other regularly so spent a lot of time together
1: I take it hurling would have been a big part of things would it the, your bond
4: yeah hurling soccer football any, uh, Sport. any sports really uh, sports was always a big part of it um playing games against each other and all that kind of crack
1: you played against each other at under 14 with Podge at corner back, Jamie heard you couldn't get a score off him
2: uh, yeah you heard you heard that from Podge <laughs> <laughs> he's telling that story you know well, it's like you know if you tell a story enough times like you start to believe it yourself um, yeah, look, we like, well, I think we've, we've had that argument enough of times so now. We'll, 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 we'll just let him have his version and, and I'll, I'll keep mine. But, um, yeah, I think So, pa- so uh,
1: Podge's version is that he, he'd been moved off you by the time you went on your late scoring spree. Is that right? Late. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh,
2: garbage time. Uh, one, one garbage time after Podge has <laughs> oh, yeah. gone off. Apparently that's his, that's the story he's <laughs> telling anyway. Look, um, sure, like we're, we're old men now. That's 17 years ago. So. Um, I'd say we're going to have to consign that one to yeah. to, to the history books but like um, I think his his career as a hurler might have uh, it, it went it went it went to another level when he got out of cornerback anyway he did he did his, more of his damage up the field
1: Why did you want t- to get Podge involved on your management team? Cause he's he's very good. Basically, like
2: it, there's no like there was no sentiment, um, to it really in that sense. Like he's he lives local enough to the college. Like we we're I mean his house now looking out at the best view in the county Clare. Like but he's only ten minutes from ten minutes from Mary Eye Um, both his parents went to Mary I. Same as my mum. Um, he gets it. He knows, but like also like he he's like he's got a really good hurling brain. Like he, you know, like we talk a lot about hurling, too much about hurling, probably. Um, like we overanalyze, overthink, overtalk. Like you know, he's, but like he's a guy who you know, like I would say, like he's been involved in so many good setups between like you know Donald Maloney and Jerry. Um, Paul Kenark obviously with Davey that time. Um, he's an all Ireland, he's an all-star. Like, and and I've seen the journey he went on as well as a player because like, he wasn't like you know, like he wasn't this guy who was like Tony Kelly who, you know, we all knew or Keen Lynch we all knew was gonna make it like. Do you know what I mean? Like he was dropped off that under fourteen panel, if I remember correctly, after um like he didn't make that, like he only made it by under sixteen, and then by minor he had kicked on to be centre forward, and then within two years he was playing senior like, you know, and I saw like I saw the way he went after that and I just thought like there's a guy who like they're the kind of guys I think who make good coaches like and good managers is because they get you know like they actually get the work that goes into it like because they've put that work in whereas like maybe sometimes your your mercurial talents from day one that like you know that never had to struggle for anything or never had to work at the thing don't understand things as as much as as guys like that who literally make themselves into like he made himself into a hurler of the year nominee you know so like that's that's the kind of guy he was as a player like and I just knew well that that was the way he was going
1: to be as a coach as well like you know How have you found it Podge the coaching side of things?
4: Uh, I love it. It's as close as you get to, like it's very hard to replicate as a player, that winning feeling or being involved in a great win with a team so it just it's such a hard thing to lose when you go away from it and uh, it's the closest that thing that I've got to it anyway yesterday like the buzz at the final whistle is just even every win this year and I was talking to a few of the players during the week and they were just like, jeez, the group is closer than ever and I was I, I know it's kind of from being around a good while I'm being around teams. When teams win, like I remember a Clare minor team or school's 15s team, like we went on a winning streak there, we won the White Cup and the minor team we got together and the bond you create from winning games, the same in the club when we're winning games, everyone gets closer, everyone's that bit happier, their crack is better. It's um, unbelievable, but yeah, it's it's the joy you get out of it, just being involved, that setup, being involved with the lads, being involved with Jamie, uh, it's the closer you get to as a player. Been involved in coaching, so it was um it was very special. It's great.
2: Day. I think I think it's like it's a very like we've spoken about this, Willie. So it's a very different kind of satisfaction. Like like it's <laughs> like you sit back after winning as a manager or a coach or a selector, like, and you kind of just have a kind of quiet smile to yourself because you think like, yeah, that's gone well. Like whereas as a player, like it's it's a bit more innocent. And there's a bit more kind of like I was slagging posture on the week. He was saying there's no way we're going to lose, and I was kind of saying, ah, oh, just you wait. If you do a couple of years in this racket, and <laughs> that bit of innocence and naivety will be gone off you. Believe me. Um, but like it is like it's it's a div, it's a it's a different like it, believe me, the losses hurt more. Um but like it's a really different kind of satisfaction I think as a as a coach or a selector, as a manager. Like you kind of you can take a kind of a, a different kind of pride and like I said, satisfaction, like smug satisfaction is kind of the, <laughs> the, the way of of looking at it, I think, like sometimes, you know.
0: The Fitzgibbon Cup, Jamie, was where your coaching career began under Eamon Cregan first, who was the manager in 2016 when Mary Eye won their first Fitzgibbon Cup. And he brought you in as an as a former Mary Eye player. And then Cregan announced he was leaving after winning it in 2016. The players asked you to step up and you've had this success. But the the Fitzgibbon kind of was where maybe you found out that you you actually were an excellent coach and this was a thing that you could pursue and do. So, I mean, I don't want to overstate it, but it does sound like, for a variety of reasons, this is a hugely important tournament for you.
2: Oh yeah, look, personally, it's massive. Like it is, it is. like I said, I said it yesterday, it's my of Saturday. The days are kind of blending into one, but, um, it's, um, like it's my favorite competition in GA, like, and, and like I get there's loads of different reasons to like other ones, but there's something kind of really raw and kind of pure about it. Like it's kind of, it's just, it's always been. And even like, to be honest with you, like it was 2013 when I was a player, um, playing on that team with the likes of Declan Hannon and John Conlon and, and Luca Farrell and, uh, Connor Cooney Brian and these lads like that was what kind of bit like that was when the bug bit me about the fits like and then you know like I suppose it was the same with the football team in college as well like you know we just had such you got so close with lads and like I suppose I saw we'll say the other side of life where maybe things go against you a small bit in, in personal circumstances but like the guys who step up are actually those guys that you know were your teammates and your friends and, and they're the kind of they're the bonds that, that kind of that it, that it creates and I think like that's probably why why it was the easiest one for me to go and get involved in day dot like we say when I started into kind of doing a bit of coaching and, and doing doing those kind of things um, like it's like from the start like working with Eamon obviously I played under Eamon and then worked with him as a selector and like he actually told us that morning before the final he just kind of said like he said no, I'm done this is it like he kind of I think he felt sick he was just like no this is it for me like and like it was unreal then to take over from him and like I've been but like I've been blessed Kieran, like in terms of like the last seven, eight years at it, like I've had, obviously this year I've Podge and Mark Jennery and and Scotty, uh, Aidan Scott with, with me this year, three great fellows like involved, but like down through the last couple of years, I've had different guys like Connor O'Brien, uh, Cormac McGrath, Denis Ferncom, Owen Cleary, Aaron Gillan, different lads get involved and stuff. And like, they've brought so much to it every different year like that. Like I'm constantly learning from them and just enjoying doing that. Like, and I suppose it's just been... It's been something that's just been like, it's just been a real pleasure, like to do. And like, I think the other thing as well, like, and I shouldn't, shouldn't understate this, like is like getting to work with players of that caliber like you know like was it was it Brian Clough said about like he's like nonsense about tactics like you know he's like players play. I think he said players lose you games but like I'd always say players win you games like like we can we can blow ourselves up a bit too much I think like like if you don't have the players you're at nothing like and just the pleasure you get out of working with guys who are as good as them fellas like you know like even the last five six minutes of the game yesterday where like Keith Ryan was just popping it back to Jason Gillan in goal and he was just standing there you know giving a little 10-yard ball like, and there's like the fat is in the fire and lads like everyone's losing their heads and the lads are just as cool as a breeze like and I just think being involved with guys at that level is just such a pleasure like so like really like, you want, like I could sit here and try and take a victory lap whatever like but like it's it's all about the players like and it always has been
1: players lose you games not tactics there's so much crap <laughs> there's so much crap talked about tactics by people who barely know how to win at dominoes, is what Brian Club said apparently yeah. Well, I, 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 I like it. a
2: more positive spin on yeah, that players no, I, I like you that. games yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Players. Negative is coffee. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, what about, is, is coaching in your future, Pajwa, obviously in your present, but is that where you see yourself? Do you see yourself on the management side of things? Are you better suited to to coaching? What's What's kind of firing your guns at the moment?
4: I don't know. I I, I like the Fitzgibbon. The Fitzgibbon competition is very conducive to a club player um, that's interested because I suppose the club season is kind of starting off now, the league is starting in a couple of weeks. Um, championship starts obviously August time then it ends whenever it does end like as far as you go so it fits into that nice kind of calendar November, December January, February it fits into those months where a club isn't at, like to the forefront you're not training every second night so it's good that you can put your time into training the lads or coaching the lads or getting involved with them so at the moment like the Fitzgibbon competition is definitely more suited while I want to play with the club for as long as I can I suppose but um, I don't yeah. think about it too much I we're very fortunate to be involved with these lads this year, and um, just concentrating now on Cratlow uh, hurdle and football for the next six, seven, eight months, hopefully. Yeah,
1: yeah. the physical is also very conducive to GAA podcast punditry, Jamie. It uh, is. Are we going to be? that. <laughs> are we going to be lo- losing you to the intercounty game anytime soon? Um,
2: not at all. Well, I'm looking for the Ireland job. I think that's the one. <laughs> well, you might get. You <laughs> might well get, get it.
1: Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they,
2: might, they might come looking. Jesus. Um, yeah, no. Um, no, I'd say no. Look, I've, I've kind of. It's well documented. I've said it a while in the last while that I'm, um, I'm after starting work finally, finally at the ripe old age of 31. I'm mm-hmm. a Murph I've finally started a nine to five kind of job inside mm-hmm. in the South Mall in Cork. So, um, in RDJ Solicitors there. So that's my, um, my immediate plans now are, um, are to kind of get my feet in the door there. They've been very good to me in terms of a bit of time off and stuff over the last couple of weeks. So I need to pay that back and. Um, you know, just uh I I think I think uh any sort of other coaching ambitions are gonna be just kind of quietly shelved for a small while and we'll just keep learning like I said, like I've said, like I when I was I've said it before, like when I was a player before I used to have probably too much so like have Thinking like, oh, if I'm not here at this age and there at this age, and I'm not going to make it, sure it's like you know, like you can coach, you can coach, you can coach for as long as you want, like yeah. as long as you're willing to keep learning about the game and stuff. So I'm uh, not in any rush. You can like, well, I, I mean, Oshin McConnell could be back as well because he could feckin' he could be in a, in the dock for for six <laughs> months, disciplinary <this laughs> the way he's got the way he's carrying on. Yeah. So um, yeah, we, we could all be back.
1: Listen, Jamie Pudge, great stuff. Congratulations again. Well done. Sound. Thanks, Owen. Thanks, Mark. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile.
2: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.
3: 1850, 715, 815.
0: Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Lion, Live. Five one double five one is our text number, and Joe at rt.ie from wherever you are in the world. Ken, good afternoon. How are you?
3: You saw it. What happened? I mean, I actually was abused by Dane as well. Mm-hmm. The night before. Go ahead. I was. I was. I was having uh, dinner after the. Uh, you know we finished our work or whatever on the friday went into town we were we were sitting in a restaurant
0: uh, with, you were a journalist uh, uh, and uh, myself mm-hmm.
3: and three other journalists mm-hmm. and uh at some point we were uh, it turned out we were all looking at our phones simultaneously mm-hmm. like we were waiting, waiting in the bill or something mm-hmm. and this danish guy mm-hmm. staggered up from behind sort of, mm-hmm. suddenly leaned on the table and he goes
0: go ahead is there a
3: wi-fi is there a wi-fi in
0: here the whole thing saying ken the whole thing is g- is getting more and more bizarre D- you didn't do what did you did you report that to the fai already? we were like uh, actually, we're just still on the 3G.
3: Mm-hmm. Before we could finish explaining we weren't actually on the Wi-Fi, he goes, Wi-Fi wankers! You're all Wi-Fi wankers! Did he write because, this himself? Did he, we compose, were, or did he compose this line himself? You know, uh, he all he'd seen was for... I, I don't know how he knew we were Irish, but he, he knew.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Wi-Fi wankers! Mm-hmm. You're all Wi-Fi wankers! <laughs>
1: We've had a number of concerned World Service members getting in touch since I made the following on-air reference last week while discussing Bellewstown Primary School's unforgettable soccer-style goal at Croke Park in the 1986 Fingal League final. We have received an irate message from friend of the show, Mark Horgan. So just to ease everyone's fears... Wow. This is a full-on on-air apology. Well, I've apologised privately in in group chat settings, but (laughs) apparently one more is required. Friend of the show. Uh, Was there an effect on that? Yeah. (laughs) So just to ease everybody's fears, right? Wow. No, Mark Horgan has not left second captains. No, he has not been demoted to friend of the show status. Even though it sounds a lot like he has been demoted to friend of the show. I mean, those were literally your words. I do realise I made him sound a bit like... Jewel hand Luke Jensen there. Oh, and you're amazing. Or LeVar Ball.
3: Owen oh, and Mac what's going down, man? It's the big ball up, yeah. baby.
1: All right, LeVar. Okay. It's all good, thanks. Levar. It was meant as a gag, Murph. It's sort of a send-up of the whole friend of the show yeah, trope yeah, that you still hear. still
0: It backfired badly. Yeah, yet. partly now because... You're, on, you're, 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 you're having to crawl in
1: here on your hands and knees and beg for forgiveness. Listening back, I feel I didn't deliver it in the way I intended to. I'm kicking myself on that one, Murph. You could have dug me out by maybe reacting in some way rather than just... Sitting there. Well, I was shocked. I mean, I, like, I, I, I had to double check. I, had
0: I missed an email? I mean, you know, was there something on Teams that I'd missed? You know, was there like a Zoom meeting that I'd just slept through or something? Uh, we should also say that Brano is not Mark Horgan's replacement. I mean, a, a lot of people were giving yeah, Brano a, a, lot, of of that as well. a yeah. lot of grief that, you know, would you hop in his grave as quick? Kind of that sort, sort, of, sort of stuff from
1: Dublinification Brano. of the show. Yeah, you yeah. Know, well, no, no. L- Absolutely. Nothing could be as further as from as the truth. So to Mark and to anyone who may have been offended by this segment. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behaviour I engaged in. Is that going to be enough, do you reckon? I mean, he's downstairs. I could just go and check now. Everything's cool. No, I, sh- I think you're probably... If- some low-grade passive-aggressive remarks for another week, and then you should probably be all right. Gray Murphy emails, Hey, lads, your chats this week about the abomination of soccer skills being inflicted upon the eyes of pure gales brought me back to the long, hot summer. Of 1995. Our minor team, Glen Carr, Manor, Hamilton. And there's a double barrels name for you well it's Glenn their Leitrim
0: behemoths where well,
1: they were playing their neighbours and North Leitrim rivals drum O'Hair. as most of the members of both teams were in school together there was a fair amount of bragging rights available to the winner as the match progressed we were winning well and already guaranteed to be the North Leitrim under 18 king, kingpins for the year when as was the style at the time a long hopeful ball was launched in towards the edge of the square you don't get them anymore Murphism. Uh, hopefully it's all percentages you'd get the odd few Our full forward, Mark Rooney, who was adept at the... Rooney! Well, yeah, who was as adept at the foreign code as he was at Gaelic, rose like a salmon and directed a bullet header over the drummer hair bar. Cue consternation on the sideline amongst the members of both management teams, uproarious laughter among the players on both teams, and a long and loud questioning of the legality of the score among the meagre number of supporters who travelled to witness this gargantuan clash. Nonetheless, the referee awarded the point, but the feeling remained among many that the hallowed field had been soiled and potentially nothing less than some class of exorcism might be required to cleanse it again tragically Mark Rooney has since passed following a long battle with cancer but your chat this week brought back a wonderful memory of him and the long heathen summer of 1995 love the shout outs yours in sport Graham Murphy is that a, was it the correct decision a header oh yeah allowed? it's absolutely allowed I mean I mean if it, it feels kind of well of course
0: wrong. it's obviously wrong I mean it, it does it pass the smell test absolutely not on but I mean, what's, what rule could... Like, only body parts located below the hip <laughs> can score points.
1: Now, I suppose in a sport that's designed to use all... Yeah, I mean, of, I mean, it's not, it's, it's it's not soccer, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, your hands are also above your hips, so sh- I I mean. I mean, in fairness, they do... I mean, you can just do whatever the hell you like, basically. If you try to explain to some people who weren't familiar with the game why you're allowed fist the ball over the bar and not allowed fist into the goal that could sound confusing so the same people might think well hang on why are you are you allowed headed I don't know mm. but you're saying clearly you are allowed to head the ball yeah can you head the ball into the goal yeah that yeah you, totally can. certain. No, you have can't have you ever
0: seen it no you, I mean have I ever seen it is another question no. actually I think I have seen it I mean yeah I would have seen that in underage games Yes, I would have. I'm going to say I'm 100% confident that I have seen it and I'm 100% confident that you're allowed
1: to do it. Graeme, thanks so much for your email. Murph, thank you. Thank you, Ewan. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to sign up to the World Service for build-up to Ireland, Wales and the Six Nations and coverage of the ongoing Irish managerial search. <laughs> Are you going to sign up for that? There's, there'll be news at some sign stage. Up despite that. Yeah, exactly. When there's When there's an appointment made, I might try and... Yeah. Give you the big hard sell at that point. <laughs> In the meantime, maybe we'll see you tomorrow. Who knows? You will be hearing the podcast ad free if you become a member. And the second podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second
0: time it's gone off. They never go home. They never go home. They never go home. Those boys. It is
3: not war and death and famine, it's not that at all. It's the opposite of that, it's the persuasion
4: of the world outside of that. That's why sports important.